When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Well, we're finally here on a weekend, finally able to get something in over the weekend, which probably has something to do with me getting another Twitter timeout on Friday. And no, folks, I did not call Jake Tapper an hysterical drama queen, which for you new listeners, Twitter did suspend me once for saying that. We're calling Jake Tapper an hysterical drama queen. They called that hateful conduct to call Princess Jake a mean name. No, this time. Well, Adam Kinzinger, that D-list congressman or ex-congressman, he was mocking Elon Musk for being out of touch, being an out-of-touch billionaire. Because Elon isn't a big fan of remote work. And so I said, Oh, looky here. Liz Cheney's gimp is LARPing as Elizabeth Warren in drag. And so, boom, a week in the timeout corner. Although this time, they didn't tell me what I did wrong. They just said I broke the rules. But those virgin pajama eunuchs over at Twitter, they didn't bother to tell me what rules I actually broke. It couldn't be hateful conduct this time because Adam Kinzinger is a Republican. Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe a Republican. And there is no such thing on Twitter as hateful conduct directed at a Republican. You can say practically anything you want to a Republican on Twitter, and that is perfectly acceptable behavior. No hateful conduct whatsoever. And what I said is factually true. Adam Kinzinger is Liz Cheney's gimp. He's Liz Cheney's butt boy. That is a statement of fact. The sun rises in the east. White boy Malcolm X has a disturbing fetish involving gingers. Adam Kinzinger is Liz Cheney's gimp. All statements of fact. And he was totally LARPing as Elizabeth Warren in drag. Another statement of fact. So I have no idea why I got in trouble this time out. But it does allow us to spend some time together this weekend. So no complaints here. 
And I hope you folks out there are having yourselves a grand gay old time this weekend. Although I know you fat little tubster millennial Gen Z kids out there, the ones who waddle into Starbucks to pick up their 5,000 calorie venti ice caramel macchiato garbage, whatever the hell you kids drink these days. Some of you, bless your hearts, aren't having it so good these days. You're out there throwing a public fit over Starbucks ice cubes. Here, how's this from the New York Post? Starbucks reveals change to its ice and fans are heated. Hate that. I bet you do, princess. So Starbucks, I guess they're rolling out over the next couple of years, these new ice machines. And these new machines, they make these little ice nuggets or something. I guess no more having to haul ice cubes back and forth for those poor baristas. Like making all these super special pain-in-the-ass drinks isn't bad enough. And so, to reinforce the narrative about first world white people problems, people are going onto social media and throwing themselves a temper tantrum over ice nuggets. It's just going to ruin their super special pain-in-the-ass drinks. To which I say, good. You brats throwing a fit. If you don't like the ice cubes, please do us all a favor. Take all your toys and stomp home. You think any of the baristas are going to lose any sleep? Oh, they're gone? I don't have to make endless super special pain-in-the-ass drinks because hysterical children hate our ice cubes? Oh, damn. You think the rest of us who have to wait 20 minutes for a coffee because your lard ass needs a venti, overly customized iced coffee? You think any of us will miss you either? No. So go find some other coffee chain to torture. Princess, no one will miss you. And you people in Chicago, there's dumb, and then there's you folks. What's the saying? Even a broken clock is correct twice a day. But you all, you're hell-bent on being even more wrong than that. Here, how's this from Fox News? Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson's allies push for $12 billion financial package to raise taxes, defund police. The proposal calls for Johnson to prevent violence and bring true safety to Chicago communities by preventing the criminalization 
a black youth in the city? How many black people in Chicago need to get shot, need to get murdered before you all abandon this folly about defund the police? Even in hysterically liberal San Francisco, even they got the message. Even the silly queens in WeHo, that's West Hollywood, California, they also tried that stunt, saw the crazy that came with their stupid virtue signaling, and even they were like, oh, hell now, where's Popo? Exactly. But you complete blithering idiots in Chicago, you masochists in Chicago, weekend after weekend after weekend of lootings and shootings, at some point, I would think, you'd eventually start coming around a bit. Well, maybe it might be nice to not have to worry about getting mugged or shot this weekend. But not you folks. No. You triple down on the dysfunction. You go from the incompetent Lori Lesbian Lightfoot to Mr. Angry Woke Brandon Johnson. So you folks enjoy laying in the bed you made for yourselves and you have fun in the carnage that's to come. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one is from Boston.com. Boston woman blogs as she summits Mount Everest. Rebecca Long, an experienced climber from Boston, quit her job in March to achieve a lifelong dream. First off, let me say this. I think it's fantastic that she's out there chasing her passion. She's only 28 years old, and she has been all over the world climbing volcanoes and mountains. So good for her that she has the ability to go out there and do that. But, but, I will say this on this story, on her quitting her job to do this, to go climb Mount Everest. Well, here, I'll just read this poll quote. I guess she's been blogging this whole thing. Of course she is. And in one of her blogs, she talked about her quitting her job to go do it, which again, it's great she's chasing her passion, But how's this? I fought hard to retain my job after my two and a half month hiatus, escalating to higher ups and offering to take unpaid leave, but my employer ultimately wouldn't bite. So I resigned in order to climb Mount Everest. YOLO, right? And YOLO, for you folks out there who might not know, That is, you only live once. So what she said here 
if I read that right, she had gone on a two and a half month hiatus. So she'd already been gone from work for a couple of months. She comes back to work. And the first thing she wants to do is take more time off. Can you imagine that conversation? Her going in, asking for more time off. Oh, I'd like to take some time off. What for? I want to climb Mount Everest. Weren't you already out of the office for a couple of months? Well, yes, but I want to climb Mount Everest. How about you climb into a pile of work and get something done for a change? But I want to climb Mount Everest. No, we already gave you a couple of months off. I'll take it unpaid. You're out of PTO anyway. No. Well, can I work remotely from Mount Everest? No. You have a job. We pay you. We expect you to show up and actually do something for us. So you're not giving me time off to climb Mount Everest? No. Get some work done. Please, princess. Just once. Well, I quit. Like they'd miss her. It doesn't seem like she's around much anyway. Spends months at a time out climbing mountains. And how's this quote? Long discussed the decision with her family, who eventually supported the mountainous choice. Which means they probably relented into paying for it. Okay, dear. Just shut up about it. And threw her an Everest party. So an I'm-not-ready-to-adult party. And Rebecca, if you're out there listening to podcasts as you're going to climb Mount Everest, be safe and good luck with it. And again, good for you for chasing your passion. But at some point, dear, you're going to have to grow up an adult, hold down a job, and actually show up for work on a regular basis. And when you finally get back and try to find an employer who will be willing to give you a job, even if you quit the last one, because they didn't give you an unlimited mountain climbing PTO allowance, good luck with that too. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Another one from the New York Post. Woman 
whom Taylor Swift defended from Overzealous security guard, says it meant so much. Speaking of Taylor Swift, though, how's this from Forbes? What to know about Matt Healy, Taylor Swift's rumored boyfriend, and his history of controversial comments. Look at those mean girls over at Forbes. Forbes of all places. I guess Business Insider was too busy for it. The Wall Street Journal didn't have the time. But them trashing poor Matt Healy here. Like Taylor Swift after she's done with him. Like she's not also going to do that to him. Sing about what a loser he is in one or two of her songs. So over at Forbes, they're cutting in on her action like a pre-trashing or something. Like it's not going to be hard enough on him anyway when she kicks him to the curb. Denies him her magical hoo-hoo. Because once a man's had Taylor Swift's magical hoo-hoo, it's all downhill from there. But with this story, so Taylor Swift, she's on her Eras tour, and she's here in the Boston area for like, I think she's down in Foxborough for three nights. But on a Saturday or two ago, she was in Philadelphia, Philadelphia. She played at Lincoln Financial Field there. And during the concert, there was this woman, Kelly Inglis Kelly. And you heard that right, folks. I guess she married a Kelly. Didn't want to be Kelly Kelly. So she tossed that Inglis in there. Or her parents were just cruel, like Philip Phillips' parents were. But she's at the Taylor Swift concert. Her and her girlfriends... And there's a security guard there. They must have been up close because there was an issue. He didn't want him touching the barricade. But you know how millennial Gen Z white chicks are. They kept touching it and he kept on them. Taylor apparently saw that. Like I guess she has nothing better to do on stage than a monitor what the security guards are doing. She's one hell of a multitasker, I guess. But she yelled at him for trying to keep him in line. And then he gets his ass tossed out of there. And they got their tickets for free. And of course, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly here, like any star effer, like any social media addicted, hysterical, millennial, Gen Z, white chick. She has to get her 15 minutes in. So she does not one, but two TikTok videos basking in the glory of having Taylor Swift railroad this poor security guard out of there for her. Now, he may have been a bit heavy-handed. 
I don't know. But what I do know is that his job is to keep people safe. And there have been instances at concerts where people have been seriously injured because of a rush to the stage. They've been crushed against those guardrails. So him wanting to keep people off of there, I suspect it was probably part of his training. Keep people off those barricades. And not just those folks, but he's also there to be a barrier between that crowd and her. His job is not just to prevent people from getting crushed, but to also keep people away from her. And Taylor Swift, God knows the number of nut jobs that are out there who want to get close to her just because it's her. And I remember, now this is going back, I think it was around the time Princess Diana died. So like, late 90s. But it was on some news show, and they were talking about celebrity stalkers. And I'll never forget this point one guy made on one of those news shows. And the point was, If you're famous, if you're a very well-known public figure, it's not if you have a stalker. The question is, how many do you have? And for someone like her, like Taylor Swift here, God only knows how many weirdos are out there obsessing over her or her magical hoo-hoo. And I'm curious how much she has to spend every year on security. Not just her. You look at people like Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Beyonce, big name A-list celebrities. What they have to shell out to keep them and their family safe from the nut jobs out there. Which is why, I don't know why anyone would want to be famous. On that alone, having to worry about weirdos and stalkers, just on that, no thank you. And Taylor, just a thought here. The guy's willing to put his own ass on the line to protect you, dear. Those kind of people... Don't be so overeager just to placate some of your dopey fans to toss them under the bus. From Fox Sports, Brittany Mahomes posts cryptic messages as brother-in-law faces serious charges. I burn bridges as needed. Mahomes initially defended her brother-in-law In April, this family is a train wreck. This Mahomes family. Well, let me parse that out a bit. Not that I follow these people closely, but I haven't seen anything horrible about Patrick Mahomes, 
the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure he's a nice young man, and he's one hell of a quarterback. But he does, though, or should I say he has, though, made a very poor life choice in who he's chosen to be around. First off, he married that vapid, blonde bimbo, Brittany Mahomes. And he's got that complete loser of a brother, that little douchebag, Jackson Mahomes. And as someone once told me years ago, show me a picture of your friends and I'll show you a picture of yourself. In other words, you are the company you keep. So I guess I'm a creepy ginger fetishist, if that's the case. And Brittany and Jackson here, the two of them are mocked quite frequently in the sports media for being a pack of showboating morons, attention whores, out to use Patrick's talent and celebrity to boost themselves up. They're kind of like Meghan Markle, the vapid social climbing wife of Prince Harry Ginger. They just happen to be family to poor Patrick Mahomes. And so now, little douchebag Jackson Mahomes, he's been accused of sexual battery, was arrested for sexual battery. And this was, I think, just a few weeks ago. And so Brittany, again, the vapid social climbing wife of Patrick Mahomes, she goes up onto Instagram. Of course she did. And she put up a couple of messages. The first one was this. As you get older you start to understand the difference between friends and associates. Family and blood, business and work, love and lust, want and need. And most of all, what's important and what's not. Princess wasn't done, though. Like any attention whore, she went back for more, and she posted, Unfortunately, A lot of y'all met me when I lacked boundaries and was a people pleaser. Let me reintroduce myself. I burn bridges as needed. And so I guess everyone now is like, is she talking about Jackson Mahomes? Is she trashing her brother-in-law in public? Of course she is. Now she thinks she's being all clever about it. But she's as dumb as a box of rocks. There's nothing clever about this at all. She's just being overtly passive aggressive. And why is she doing that? Simple, folks. She's kneecapping the competition. Competition for Patrick's love and attention. Competition for the celebrity adulation she thinks she gets when she carries on in public like she does. She is not 
going to let that loser younger brother take her spotlight any longer. She's going to use this as her chance to kick Jackson out of Patrick's orbit, kick his punk ass to the curb. So, now that I think about it, she's not kind of like Meghan Markle at all. She is the Meghan Markle of the NFL, a vapid social climber out to separate her husband from his family. And you folks, if Jackson's not locked up in jail, you all have fun at Thanksgiving this year. And for our last story, folks, it's from the smoking gun. Cops. Woman defecated on church altar. Ohioan, 26, faces felony for desecration of hospital chapel. An Ohio woman, no, sorry, folks, not for a change, a Floridian, has been charged with desecration after she allegedly defecated on a church altar, police report. According to a criminal complaint, Laura Mignard, 26, who to me, folks, looks like one of the most miserable lesbians on God's green earth, went into the chapel at Cincinnati's Good Samaritan Hospital Saturday and defecated on the altar. Mignard allegedly used a fabric runner on altar to wipe herself. Mignard, who lives in a Cincinnati suburb, then took a picture from the chapel and smeared feces on table of altar. So she goes into a hospital chapel, and not just any hospital chapel, but the Good Samaritan Hospital, climbs up on the altar, squats down, and takes a dump, then wipes her ass with a runner on the altar. And I would think, not that I've ever done this, folks, but I would think that if you're going to take a steaming dump on an altar, then wipe your ass with it, I would think that would be enough. Enough of a statement. But not for Laura Mignard here. No. She takes a selfie with her turd. And then she smeared her turd all over the altar. Talk about adding insult to injury here. She just didn't know when to quit. Mignard was arrested for desecrating a place of worship and was booked into the county jail on the felony count. Which in Florida, folks, this would totally be a misdemeanor. Like everything in Florida is. Court filings do not reveal a motive for the alleged desecration. While bond for Mignard was initially set at $2,500, seems like a low bond for a felony, it appears she was released from custody today on her own recognizance. 
Minyard is next scheduled to appear in Hamilton County Municipal Court on May 25th. And no, white boy Malcolm X, I'm not doing a reenactment of some clipped-haired lesbian leaving a Mr. Hanky on a chapel altar. I will say this, though. Really, the only thing I have to say on this one. You people in Florida, you need to step up your game. Taking a dump on a church altar, that's got Florida written all over it. But no, some trashy Ohioan. She's making you all look like a bunch of rank amateurs. Step it up, folks. I'm gravely disappointed in you. So on that note, since I cannot top this dopey chick taking a dump all over an altar, even if this happened in Ohio, not Florida, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.